Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajara Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Another edition of As the Rogers Turns. It's the hottest story in, in sports right now. It takes another page... Another wrinkle, if you will, where the Green Bay Packers are interested. A backup quarterback. They're they're desperate, really, in general, because the quarterback depth is limited right now. It is barren. And then, of course, when that comes out, it begs the question, how long is Aaron Rodgers going to be in Green Bay? And I can't help but think, as people out there are saying, well, what about Blake Bortles? What about Gardner Minshew? I can't help but think of how much it does not really matter. And why would it matter? Why would it matter when you drafted Jordan Love? And the reason why the Green Bay Packers earned this mess in the first place is because of Jordan Love. So as far as I'm concerned, you can take whoever you want. You, you, you can take some undrafted free agent from some D3 university I've never heard of before. Because if Aaron Rodgers chooses to go and they trade him away, it's the Jordan Love show now. Minchu's going to come in there and save the day. Blake Bortles is going to come in there and save the day. So why is this a story now? Why is this a story when you have a first-round pick in Jordan Love who got a full year to rest, to learn behind Aaron Rodgers, and to become hopefully eventually the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? Because we care about Bortles and Minshew. Yeah. Is that what it is? I think Do you so. Care? you care about Blake Bortles I, to that point? Yeah, well, I think it's – well, first of all, I like Blake. Yeah, so I care about Blake. But sure. uh, I – um. I think it's because it's the name we know, at least around here, you know. And so yeah. who, you know, who else are you going to? Bottom line is they have no depth at all at quarterback. If they were, let's just say Rodgers weren't to play. Yeah. And so you start. I'm not saying Bortles to go start. I mean Jordan mm. Love might be the starter, but where's your depth? Like mm. Gardner Minshew, will they give the Jags a call? Will the Jags call them? Hey, we got a guy. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean those things make sense. I mean there's not. You saw the list of quarterbacks. I think somebody put out there, and Bortles is on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it makes me wonder today, and that's why we got it in the title of the show. Will he even play again? Like, mm-hmm. it, where's the market for Blake Bortles when you have a guy like Minshew here in Jacksonville? We have C.J. Beathard, Minshew, Jake Luton, and now Trevor Lawrence on the roster. I mean, you have four quarterbacks. The Jags have too many quarterbacks. I mean, when have they ever said that? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the Jags have too many quarterbacks. Will, will Blake Bortles even get another opportunity to play? When you have a guy like Minshew who has played the last couple of years and won some football games and has had more recent success than definitely Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. So I think those are names we know. I think so around here. We, we obviously, uh, you know, Minshew to me makes a lot of sense, like for them to give a, a buzz and or the Jags to call them and say, hey, I mean, we got a guy. If, if you want a guy, it would just cost you whatever it's going to cost. And let's see if we can work out a deal. I think that'd be good for Minshew, by the way. It's probably good for the Jags and heck might help out Green Bay if they're willing to do it. Keep yeah. in mind, this is a franchise that got rid of Blake Blaine Gabbert for a sixth round pick to San Francisco uh, at one time, you know, so. You know, quarterbacks are still readily available, especially on a team like Green Bay, who you never really thought you'd have to worry about this. And all of a sudden you have to worry about this and they have no depth. I mean, mm-hmm. if Jordan Love has done nothing in the NFL, but he has to be the guy. Well, you like, would be the guy. He has to be but, the guy. But what, still, you're not going to go. Mercedes Lewis isn't going to back him up. So, I mean, you need a backup. Well, no, I mean, I understand you need a backup, but that can be anybody as far as I'm concerned. Because that's a round pick for a backup like a Minshew that's proven isn't a bad idea, is it? 
if Minshew comes in over Jordan Love, not over Jordan G- Love. But this, is this, this is what I'm saying though. Like, okay, from a backup perspective, if you bring in Gardner Minshew, does that help Jordan Love? I mean, maybe from a competition standpoint, but can Minshew really teach Jordan Love a lot about the game of football at the next level? Probably not. So if we're talking Alex Smith or Ryan Fitzpatrick, then sure, why not? I guess. But at the end of the day, the point that I'm trying to make here is this is Jordan Love's team if Aaron Rodgers goes. Yeah, yeah. And the whole reason why the Green Bay Packers are here is because of Jordan Love. So if the Packers feel like he's not ready to go, well, then it's time to start saying, hey, what kind of GM do we have? What kind of head coach do we have? And it's as simple as that. Like, all this comes down to Jordan Love. You sacrificed the first-round pick to get him. You ticked off Aaron Rodgers to get him. And if for some reason Aaron Rodgers gets traded, Jordan Love's got to be the guy going forward. And whoever the backup quarterback is, in my opinion, um, is just, you know, it's fluff. It's, it, it is what it is because it's a Jordan Love show. It has to be. If it's not, then you might as well get rid of the GM right now. Yeah, it, it does have to be. I mean, we have no idea internally what their plans were, but when you draft a guy in the first round, he's already sat a year. Yes, mm-hmm. it's time to go. I mean, it's time to be ready to go if you need to go. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers were to get hurt in the first three weeks of the season, they would count on him to be ready to go. And by the way, there'd be some expectation that now 15 months into his NFL career, he'd be ready to handle some of that and, and perform at a pretty decent level. So, yeah, I agree with that. I, I just think that is a very big unknown for a team that's, you know, been a win or, or so away from the Super Bowl last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they certainly will take a drop back if it's Jordan Love. But I do need an insurance policy, potentially, uh, how they feel. We have no idea how they feel about Jordan Love. And I just think cheap but relatively workable situation with a guy like Gardner Minshew makes some sense. I'll tell you what else might make some sense, and I have no idea if it does for real. But – does Alex Smith now contemplate, hey, there might be a landing spot for me? You know, could, yeah. could Green Bay say that? Hey, we could go get Alex Smith instead if this thing doesn't work out with Aaron Rodgers. Is he keeping an eye on that situation? Because then you, if you don't feel, whether the GM made the right move or not, and that could be on him, if they don't feel Jordan uh, Love is is exactly ready they could actually even go for a little bit of this season with a guy like alex smith and 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 then have that tutoring that you're talking about that maybe Minshew doesn't offer a guy like love but there's no way they get away with that like if if you're the gm right now the green bay packers and you're trying to explain hey we drafted this guy in the first round we let him sit a year but he's not quite ready how do you justify that in meetings like how do how do you go to the owner and actually say that Right, like it's one thing if okay he's not ready this year. Okay, fine, we'll we'll sit him this year. Well, it's been a year now, right? Like Mahomes got a year, Rodgers got more than one year, but that's because the whole Brett Favre thing, and that's a different kind of story right now. If Aaron Rodgers leaves, it it has to be the Jordan Love show. It's not the Alex Smith show. It's not the guard. It has to be the Jordan Love show because if it's not, then how do you justify taking a guy in the first round and he's not ready by year two? It's just hard to quantify that. Yeah, I guess. If you're concerned about winning games or you're concerned about optics, what are you trying to do? I mean, I don't know. What's, in, what's well, the nature of the NFL? Concerned about optics or are you concerned about winning games? I'm, Alex Smith might give you a better chance to win games right now at this point. Jordan Love might need to be ready to go, but he might not be ready to win you a lot of football games either way. Brent, so if you take a, okay, so if you take a quarterback in the first round and he's not ready by year two, then what are we talking about? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, what, what, I'm not no, saying he's not ready what, what, to go. What are you talking about? You know? Well... What situation are you in? You didn't think you'd be in this situation. I mean, when were they? What was their plan for for Jordan Love all along? I have no idea. I mean, did they really think Aaron Rodgers was going to be gone in a year? 
Did they ever think that Aaron Rodgers was going to be gone? Like, why did they draft him at the time? That's the head scratcher of all head scratchers, right? Of course. Continues to be. Of course. (laughs) And the ultimate head scratching guy right now is Aaron Rodgers. That's why we're in this situation. But did anybody in Green Bay really think that, hey, Aaron Rodgers only has one more year left, so be ready to play Jordan Love the next year? I don't know what their plan was. This this had a long-term vision to it, uh, whether it was – I don't think it was five years down the road, but I also don't know if it was a year and a couple months down the road. Uh, so I just think that if, if you get drafted in the first round, Green Bay is eventually saying, hey, man, you, you got to be the starter. Yeah. It, it may be in a year. It may be in two years, but you have to get ready. And if you mean to tell me that Jordan Love can't come in year two and produce with guys like Aaron, with one of the best running games in the NFL, with a pretty solid offensive line, with Robert Tunya at tight end, Devontae Adams, if you can't come in and produce, then what are we talking about? Yeah, I'm not telling you I don't know if he can't produce. I'm telling you that. The situation dictates sometimes, and this is a team that has been very close to going to the big dance. And with the way this football team is constructed, they might be able to do that with good quarterback play. Would I rather have a known commodity or an unknown commodity? And the the reason I'm not saying this in relation to a Blake Bortles or Gardner Minshew, but I am saying it in relation to an Alex Smith. If you were to keep an eye on this situation, if you were to be willing and want to, are you better off right now with a guy like Alex Smith? You never knew that was going to be. Uh, available either. You didn't even know he was going to be able to come back and play. Mm. I, I'm not saying you are. I just think those are the questions you have to ask yourself if you're a Green Bay. Are we better suited to win with a guy like Alex Smith who we know can get it done, or do we just throw Jordan Love into the fire and, and we, we're very confident in him and we think he can win? I mean, it's you can easily say, given health, that Alex Smith might be a better quarterback right now than Jordan Love. Well, if that's the mm-hmm. case, then if you're the coach in the, the organization, you go with the better guy. You didn't know this situation would present itself. I just think that if GM screw up the quarterback position so bad, where you essentially don't talk to Aaron Rodgers, you draft Jordan Love. Like, let's be honest. Let's go to Cincinnati real quick. Everyone wants to say, well, how come they draft an offensive lineman? Did it ever dawn on anybody that maybe the organization asked Joe Burrow what he wanted to do, and he he stuck up for his teammate and Jamar Chase and said, hey, this Jamar Chase guy is good. Like, I'm confident in my offensive line. Let's get Jamar Chase. Do we ever think that maybe that they asked Joe Burrow what he wanted with that first pick? And what do they say? Jamar Chase. Okay. I think Joe Burrow had something to do with it. When you talk about the GM and messing up the quarterback situation so bad, that can cost you your job. It should cost you your job. Like, if you lose Aaron Rodgers because of this and then Jordan Love can't play this year, that should cost you your job. That that, that should wholeheartedly. I think it would. You, you should it be would. fired. So that, that's why I'm such a big proponent. If I'm the GM right now of the Green Bay Packers, and Aaron Rodgers does leave, we trade him away, I get Jordan Love in there as much as possible to say, hey, I get we lost one of the best of all time. Here's the future. Here's what we got. Quite honestly, you could say messing up just the Aaron Rodgers situation, forget about the Jordan Love part, could mm-hmm. cost you your job and maybe should cost you your job. Yeah, for <laughs> in sure. In this day and age, I mean, you got a guy in who's coming city. up, a league MVP, mm-hmm. and you're close and you feel close and you're constructed to be even closer potentially, at least that's the way you look at it going in, and then you lose that guy or you mismanage this situation, who's to say that shouldn't cost you the job, you know? Uh uh, I always reminded of uh, Dan Duquette with the Red Sox, who always said uh, w- when Roger Clemens let, was let go mm-hmm. from Boston, ends up in Toronto, then New York, said he was in the twilight of his career. I think he won like another Cy Young or two after. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and that he didn't lose his job right away, but mm-hmm. it ended up sticking with people in Boston mm-hmm. about that situation. So, uh, you know, if you if you mismanage that, which it looks like they already are mismanaging Aaron Rodgers. 
Now, can you resolve it? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Seattle might have mismanaged Russell Wilson a little bit this offseason, but they seemingly have resolved it. Like, mm-hmm. it's very quiet on that front. I still don't know how loud that actually was internally anyway, but uh, they have resolved it, at least for now. So, uh, I mean, Green Bay is, is fascinating. But as it pertains to here in Jacksonville, and really Bortles is, is a separate issue, I think it really goes to a guy like Minshew. Minshew, there, there are not a lot of landing spots for Gardner Minshew. I mean, there really are not. I mean, people have – we talk about this almost like weekly. Mm-hmm. You know, People kind of solidified their quarterback spot in free agency or the draft mm-hmm. or what they already have. The depth charts are only getting bigger and bigger at the quarterback spot. Now you're asking, all right, Gardner Minshew, at first you may be like, hey, where do I have a chance to maybe go compete and start? Well, that's not a question anymore. I mean, where is that even a question? Mm-hmm. You know, if Aaron Rodgers is gone, is it a question? Perhaps. I doubt it, though, because they would go with Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Like, where else? There's maybe, like, a Houston? But they have Tyrod Taylor, and, and they have now Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. You know, so where do you even have a chance to get a sniff at starting? Probably nowhere, you know. Uh, I think it right comes now. down to Denver. I think Denver, he's got a shot. Denver, maybe, like, is New York, meaning the Jets, a place to go? We looked at their depth chart on mm-hmm. quarterback. Is that a potential landing spot for a guy like Minshew, even though they obviously are going to play Zach Wilson and start yeah. Zach Wilson? But they got nothing behind him. No, for sure. You know, so. Uh, I mean, I, I guess because Denver, what? So they had, they got obviously Drew Locke. And they got and Bridgewater. They had Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, so yeah. that's. I mean, their quarterback situation's up in the air, but adding Minshew to the mix in Denver doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense. You're adding another guy. Yeah. You know, you're not not, – so my point being from Gardner Minshew's perspective, he's really got no place to go to say, I got a chance to go compete for the job like Mm -hmm. he did last year and even got the playing time the year before in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. So now your next step is where do I go to help a football team if somebody gets hurt or if they have struggling play at the QB position? Uh, or I can just be a part of a QB room where I can compete a little bit, yep. you know. Uh, Jacksonville's not that place for him. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of rooms across the league right now that, that have solidified that guy, I guess is my point. And so I don't know potential landing spots for uh, Gardner Minshew. Again, Jets come to mind a little bit, but they're willing to give up any capital for a guy like Minshew. Uh, the Packers, if this situation uh, doesn't play out, so, or even as an insurance policy in this situation, that could make some sense. Because yeah. even if Aaron Rodgers, you feel like he's going to play, having one quarterback, <laughs> you know, behind Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers might not be the smartest thing for Green Bay right now. I think the Saints are interesting too. I mean, I, I get it. Like, do you think Taysom Hill is the true backup quarterback? I don't know if he's an every down quarterback and not a gadget guy. And who's to say that with Jameis Winston, it doesn't go south really quick? Yeah. I mean, you know, so I think that that might be an interesting spot. They drafted Ian Book. Uh, from Notre Dame, so there's competition there, but once again, a high-powered Who's offense. Who's in Arizona to... behind Kyler Murray? Um, they just got uh, who is it? I gotta look that up. It's yeah, uh, yeah. it's a guy that fits the offense. I know. Um, that is the kind of like a Kyler Murray diet. I'm pretty sure. So kind of did what Lamar Jackson RG3 type I in Baltimore. Thought that was the case. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong though. Let's see. We got. You know, if if Mitchie doesn't move at some point now. Soon, I, I mean, I guess you hang on to. There's two different things. Oh, they got Colt McCoy. I was way off. Oh, they got McCoy. Yeah. And mm. then Chris. Yeah, there's two other guys I've never heard of before. So I mean, uh, you know, is that a, an opportunity for yeah. a guy? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to find landing spots for Gardner Minshew. I don't think there are many. The what's fascinating to me now is what do the Jags do with Gardner Minshew mm-hmm. over the next 
four or five months. It, did they keep him around? Probably an unhappy player. I'm not saying he's going to be a bad guy in there. I'm just saying an unhappy player. Did they keep him around? Or, uh, and, and by the way, what's the uh, advantage of keeping him around? Well, the advantage of keeping him around is you hold on, hold on, hold on, all the way till about Labor Day where the cuts are made. Mm. And first of all, you see what happens in your room. We, you see C.J. Beathard stays healthy, right? Or uh, Jake Luton, what you plan on doing with him. You get a glimpse of him. I mean, this is a new coaching staff. They don't know those guys very well. Mm-hmm. And so they don't even know Minshew very well. But then you, you also can kind of hope that there's a serious need for QB somewhere across the league in the month of August because of injuries, and that always happens in the NFL. And so then you have uh, maybe some, some more – the stock goes up on Gardner Minshew, and there, therefore you can make a trade. Other than that, I mean, we're looking at a release at some point of Gardner Minshew. I mean, they, they, mm-hmm. they're running out of time. That's their last chance, I would say, is to sometime around when roster cuts are made – uh, to find him a new place. And, and again, I say this not with any disrespect to Minshew, like, hey, you got to get rid of him. I'm actually saying this for Minshew. Like, if I'm like Team Minshew at all, I think it's better for him to go somewhere else. He's stuck here now and, yeah. and not doesn't feel like in favor. If the, if the team went and got C.J. Beathard mm-hmm. for two years, $5 million, that says a lot about how they feel about using you at the quarterback. I mean, the writing is on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can we can argue it, debate it, all that stuff. But, I mean, we've been fans of Minshew here. Yeah. And I just think now it's what's the best situation for Gardner to go to get another chance somewhere. Um, and it's probably not in Jacksonville. So yeah. the, the last gasp chance for the Jags to get anything in return for Gardner is probably going to be around that Labor Day time, uh, uh, unless we have some offseason craziness that goes on, like this Aaron Rodgers stuff. Yeah, I think, I mean, the move would be to try to trade with Green Bay. But once again, I think that all depends if Aaron Rodgers leaves, which I don't think he's going to. You know, did you see like the whole Adam Schefter report thing now that came out said, um, you know, it's been a culmination of information. It wasn't just a breaking report, and the information didn't come from Aaron Rodgers' camp. So then who's who did it come from then? Like, if, if Aaron Rodgers or his camp didn't leak this information, then who would that come from? Yeah, well, apparently, like you just said, it was a, an accumulation of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Schefter, I saw some stuff out there today that Schefter kind of broke it the day of the draft, even though he could have broken it even a couple of days early. He felt like it was about to get out there, yeah, yeah. even though he was kind of sitting on some of the stuff. That That's what I read about. I, I don't know where it comes from, man. I mean, uh, it's if it's not from Aaron Rodgers' camp, it, maybe it is the team, you know? I mean, there's there's only a couple. There's only three things that, it, all this stuff comes from. Sure. It's either the players' camp. Yes. It's either the team. Yeah. Or it's other teams trying yeah. to beef things up and stir the pot a little bit. Yeah. And so that could certainly be the case, too. You yeah. Know? Uh, keep, keep in mind, there's a bunch of sharing of information that takes place yeah. in the NFL, especially with guys like Schefter, Rappaport, and execs. I mean, that's why they value them. It's like, hey. I'll give you something, but you tell me something. No, and sure. so that that's how much they lean on them, and that's how yeah. that's how their stock has gone up so much as reporters. You know, I just have, have a hard time believing if they didn't go, And once again, why why would Adam Schefter lie about that? Like, wh- why would he lie about his sources now and say it wasn't from Aaron or from Aaron Rodgers' camp? And like, I don't think it was from Green Bay's camp because why would you self self sabotage yourselves? Yeah, if you're trying to get a new contract with Aaron Rodgers, you don't say, well, he wants out. So like, that doesn't make any sense. So the, the whole thing is there truth to it? Absolutely. I think Aaron Rodgers is truly unhappy in Green Bay. But like I've said, when this news broke, I, I don't buy him leaving. But yeah, obviously, but the, we're talking the about. other headline today was that uh, a former teammate or something said about Aaron Rodgers that he's very 
I forget the word they use, but kind of like confused about his future. You know, yeah, yeah. he's up in the air about his mm-hmm. future. He doesn't know what it means. And that was a little bit less like I want out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it was a little less aggressive of I'm so unhappy here. I can't work here anymore. Mm-hmm. But it did say, hey, I don't know where I'm at. Um, again, it's it, one thing in Green Bay that kind of feels that way at the end of the Favre era, mm-hmm. and it's kind of felt like that for the last couple of years now with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. uh, which is fascinating that it's happened twice there. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of that other stuff, by the way, was on Favre. Yeah. Uh, this is now a seemingly a little bit more of both. Uh, this is discourse between the organization and their star player. Uh, and plenty of ammunition and reason to be. You know, mm-hmm. uh, listen, I think you can criticize. Well, I think you can wonder about Aaron Rodgers. We, we have. Mm-hmm. Is he kind of that prima donna guy? Is he um, seemingly never happy? I, I think you could raise some of those questions. Mm-hmm. But I do think the organization here is at fault, from afar at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is the Jordan Love move, the, the, the trend of not getting any weapons around him. Uh, now this obvious uh, what looks to be – the Tom Brady's of the world and probably others along the way having influence in the organization. And there seemingly to be a, a Fort Knox shut locked door between the GM side and personnel side mm-hmm. and, and Aaron Rodgers in that Green Bay building where it's like, hey, Aaron, what do you think? No, that question never gets asked. Mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it. it's just not the M.O. It's not the way they've done business in Green Bay. So there's some the lack of willingness for the Green Bay organization to kind of evolve a little bit. I think it's, is that fault here of, you know, probably is that the most fault? Here? It's just planning for the future when you should be living in the present after you score an NFC championship game. And, and then they're planning for the future past Aaron Rodgers, and that never should have been done. Um, simple as that. It would be like, and it's a it's a horrible example because we're going back to Blake Bortles, but it would be like if you drafted a quarterback first round after Blake Bortles back in 2017. Well, now maybe they should have because we saw what happened. But let's be honest. Blake Bortles is not Aaron Rodgers. They're on a completely different level um, in terms of greatness. And you don't do that, in my opinion, to a guy after he just took your team to an NFC Championship. Yeah. I, You know, it's almost like Green Bay said, hey, we need to start planning for the future because Aaron Rodgers is 36, 37 years old. Mm-hmm. Hey, Green Bay, look up around the league. 36, 37 years old is not that old anymore. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's just not. Like, mm-hmm. we know that. Mm-hmm. Like Matt Ryan sitting at 35, and we could see another three or four years out of Matt Ryan. Atlanta just said that in the draft. They had a top five pick. They said, we don't need this. He's okay. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Yeah. Tom Brady, obviously, a little bit of an outlier here, but but Drew Brees just played until he's 41. Mm-hmm. Green Bay, open your eyes a little bit. They should, man. And Aaron Rodgers moves like he's 31, by the way, because he didn't play anything in his first four <laughs> years in the league. For sure. So he's For got sure. some left in the tank, you know. Yeah. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6. I did want to ask, Blake Bortles ever play again in the NFL? Or should he move to tight end like everybody else does? We'll be back <laughs> on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. Are we on right now? Or not? Like our screen? I guess we're good. Brent Martino. Yeah, you got to okay. go all the way. Yeah, we're back. Thanks for your concern. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You, I, Jason, who, whoever would say... That's crazy for him to even think about doing that. But to me, that's that's Aaron Rodgers in a nutshell. He'll do completely the opposite of what. Just when you think that you know he's lost his touch, he you know he has an MVP year. Just when you think that he's going to do this, he's going to do that in spite of you. Um, right or wrong, um, whether you like it or you don't like it, I think that you know. I, I, it just would not surprise me, much like a Barry Sanders did, uh, that 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 could be the scenario that plays out. 
Is that Brett Favre? Yep. No. Did he basically just say that Aaron Rodgers could just hang it up? Yeah. He's he's been on one lately though, Brett Favre. Yeah, he's been he's, all over the place. He is all over the place. Yeah. Really uh see I don't see that happening. My childhood Austin go which just I'm so disappointed, but yeah. Like I don't see that happening at all. Aaron Rodgers retiring? Yeah, because again, like this is a guy that probably feels like his football career was delayed way longer than it should have been to mm-hmm. start anyway. Mm-hmm. And legacy, I don't if there's one thing I believe about Aaron Rodgers and I don't know the guy, but from the outside looking in, I would believe legacy matters a whole hell of a lot to Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He feels like that guy. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, but yep. I'm just saying he feels like that guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would be stunned if um, <laughs> if he were to pull that. Mm-hmm. Now, you can sit out, right? I mean, he's got plenty of money. He's got all this stuff. He's got Jeopardy, <laughs> potentially. Yeah, yeah. So you could sit out for a bit, but um, I, I don't see him hanging it up for good. And the clock is ticking on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not Deshaun Watson. We're at 27 years old. You know, when all this was going down before all the other stuff on Deshaun, that he could be like, yeah, hey, I'm just not going to play. I'm going to sit out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I've still got 10 more years to play. Sure. That's not the case with Aaron Rodgers. That's totally different. Mm-hmm. Where he's got, he don't want to lose 37, 38 years old Aaron Rodgers. He don't yeah. want to become quickly 39 years old now playing. Mm-hmm. So, because you never know how quick it goes uh, in the uh, in the NFL, in professional sports especially. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane here on a Thursday. Coos along as well in studio. Ticked off, by the way. Ticked off today. Who's that? Me. You? What's up, man? Oh, because they have the rain. Yes. Well, that, yeah, wait, why, why'd they call the game so early, though? Cause it's well, like, because the team's coming from Orlando. And oh, so like an hour and a half. It rained. Yeah. I don't know what it did up here, but just 20 miles down the road south in St. John's County this morning, okay. from like 7.30 yeah. until 1 o'clock, it poured. Okay. And so the field cannot be in good shape. And even the boys' field, the baseball, they play tomorrow, but their field's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Drain, it drains better than the softball field. Mm-hmm. And they're practicing. They're like doing BP inside somewhere. Mm. So mm. I think they got a ton of rain. And, uh, All right. I mean, it's the first time it's rained in like a month. It's looking nice and right now, man. Yeah, no, and it's going to be a beautiful night. Yeah. But... Uh, it's got, and that's Don't the they worst. have like the pumps? The, the pump, the puddle. I mean, we used to have the pumps, and you put sawdust. We had to do a bunch of stuff, well, man, to get our, uh, get our little league team in playing condition when it rained. Here's the deal, man. At the end of the day, they don't care about Brent Martineau. Yeah. Because they're not. They have tomorrow to play, and it doesn't do anything Keep if they going. can play tomorrow. Yeah. It does stuff to me. Yeah. If they play tomorrow. Yep. So what are you gonna do? Well, so so. By the way, a little backstory here. They're both Kaylee and Tyre in the regionals, Creekside softball and baseball. So that's cool. Remember now, I already missed last Thursday a district championship game because of the draft. Uh, I love you, Trevor. And I told the kids I love Trevor more than them on that night. So that's, Ooh, that's their problem. One. Yeah. I'll have to deal with that. One. Scarred emotionally for life probably. But, hey, if it brings Jacksonville wins, it, it, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, kids. Mm-hmm. But you'll enjoy the Super Bowl along the way. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I did miss the district championship games, which I those were the first time I missed a game all year. Mm-hmm. And... So tonight, so it was perfect with the playoffs, the way it laid out. Even if they keep going, which you never know this time of year, you're one and done now. But mm-hmm. if they keep going, they're playing on separate days the whole way. So I got very lucky. Yeah. So Kaylee yeah. plays home tonight, ties down to Orlando tomorrow in the first round of the regionals. Well, now, ties in Orlando, mm-hmm. and Kaylee's at home on the same night. Yeah. So I'm probably going to uh, – uh, Unless Kaylee, like, begs me to be here, sure, I'll probably go to Orlando. And then Steph's going to Kaylee's. Steph will go to Kaylee's, but I can ask Stuart, which will cost me, 
but oh, yeah, to yeah. shoot the game and get video. Okay. So I really won't miss it, miss it. Sure. Like you kind of miss it. Yeah. But you won't miss it. Mm-hmm. So that's my backup plan. I got you. Um, that's what I had to do on. Uh, it was costly draft night for me. Sounds it like it, man. That's either. a bummer. Yeah. But, uh, and I have to give playoff bonuses oh, to get man. the game shot. Okay. So, uh, so that's my world right now. There you and go. And I'm ticked off yeah. because I love you guys here love- on the show. Oh yeah. Ah, I love you guys that are listening. Man. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. But there's only one thing I care about. Yeah. When Kaylee and Ty are playing. Yeah. And that's being at their games. Sure. And as you know, I've done the show from the parking lot, from the pickup truck, it's all over the place, and uh, I'm going to watch their games. Do what you got to do. So tomorrow is a conundrum, and uh, I was unhealthy in an unhealthy way, pissed off this afternoon as the rain was falling. Yeah, man. That's the rain for you. That's my story. All right. Rant over? let's, let's, Let's add to it. Why? Why didn't... If it could have rained last night from 11 to, like, 5 in the morning, we'd been all right. But it yeah. had to rain from, like, 7 to 1 today. Yeah. All right. That's it. Uh, <laughs> you guys, like I said, I tell people all the time, Kuz is looking. He doesn't get it. Yeah. You really don't get it. Cause How do Rona's I get not, it? Nerona's not doing. Yeah, like, he is. He's, he's playing soccer. Yeah, but you got, like, Saturday morning soccer. Nothing gets in the way of Saturday morning and soccer. And Friday, I get up going to the UFC to go take my son to soccer practice. See? What, so what, what know, are we talking priorities. about? priorities. There you go. Yeah, man. But you it's just going to get worse is my point. Oh, I got you. And so Kuz has no idea. I mean, just yeah, yeah. he's still on his honeymoon. He's, don't 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 find out for another couple of years, Kuz. You're not missing. I mean, you're, not, you're missing, but you're not missing much. Right, the, right now. That's the plan. So right all you young pups out there who... I've had this happen before with people yeah. in our sports department. They're like, oh, yeah, you got to do this for the kids. And then now they all have kids and don't try to miss anything. Sure. So it'll catch up. You'll understand it sometime down yeah. the road. Uh, but it is, uh, there's nothing better than watching the kids play for ball. Sure. Now, it might be a recital for you or a piano um, a concert or whatever. Oh. Mm-hmm. For us, it happens to be baseball and softball. Boom. There you go. Um, anyway. Will we ever watch Blake Bortles play again in the NFL? <laughs> oh, man. Guys, can, can we just talk about your kids playing baseball and softball some more? No. Um, Blake would probably rather me do that, I too. Know, I don't <laughs> You know, just what we've seen um, when it was bad, you know, and kind of like the lasting impression. And now a couple years later and, you know, obviously new blood and new talent has come into the league. I mean, do we see Blake Bortles again in some kind of capacity? Maybe, but I think the odds are very, very small. Yeah, I'm starting to think. Keep in mind now, the longer the the longer he is out, the harder it is to get back in. Correct. Right. Yes. Uh, this is not a guy who has been out because of injury. Mm-hmm. This is actually a guy that. I get, and had some moments that doesn't get either appreciated or, or brought up mm-hmm. enough, in my opinion. I, I think he had good moments that people just wouldn't acknowledge across the country. Mm-hmm. I think there's an appreciation at some of those moments for people in Jacksonville, but less across the country. He was more a butt of the jokes. And because of that stigma almost, like be, because of that, I feel like he's presented to be, again, a worse quarterback than he than he really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always thought that way about Blake. I'm not saying he should still be here in Jacksonville, should be the quarterback, or should be starting for somewhere else, somebody else. But I think he's done enough good things in the NFL that I could tell you, like, what the hell's Colt McCoy doing in the NFL still? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what what has he done? 
Yeah. You know, I, I would say that about Gardner Minshew or Blake Bortles. I'd say I've seen more out of those guys than I have out of Colt McCoy. But yeah. well, now there's some reason, and there's probably something beneficial about a guy like Colt McCoy, and I'm just picking on him right now. But you know how it is. The backup quarterbacks, some of them live are, are forever in of the course. NFL. I mean, what's I mean, his name? Just retired in Atlanta. Like, I didn't yeah. even know he was still well, a part of the team. I think Chase Daniel would be a prime example of a Daniel's guy who, yeah. you know, when he hasn't done a lot – um, in a pro career in terms of winning games and stats like that, but he's been a dependable quarterback, one of the higher paid backup quarterbacks for how long? And what's the resume say? So like, you know, yeah. kind of like Colt McCoy. It's just kind of coveted at some times. Guy, oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So it's just, I think some guys have that position um, locked up. And I just feel like Blake Bortles is definitely not one of those guys. Now, the knock against Bortles here in terms of getting back in the NFL is he kind of went to the rehab place of quarterbacks, it felt like. Mm. Like he went out to L.A. Mm-hmm. and with McVay. And he, the hope is a smart move by him and his team to go out there, kind of get around McVay, because if you shook hands with McVay a couple of years ago, you were getting a job somewhere. Yes. And so he goes out there, and, it, and obviously the guy knows his quarterbacks. He sits behind Goff, and then obviously Johnny Wolford. Wolford essentially beats out Bortles. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still on the roster. Mm-hmm. And Wolford ends up starting a playoff game and stuff. And Bortles, even after the L.A. stint, can't really find a home. Now he goes to the Broncos a little bit. There was some talk. I, I remember talking to him. I saw him on the golf course, and and I think Tennessee was a place that he thought he could end up landing, and then they, uh, whoever they added as a backup at the time last year, I can't even remember now. So it's not like the phone hasn't rang at all mm-hmm. for Blake Bortles, but again, now you start getting further and further away. His name comes on a list for a team like Green Bay. You know, they, it, who else is possibly out there? Blake is very young still, you know. Uh, last time I saw him, he was in fantastic shape. So he, he's not giving up the dream. He's playing a lot of golf, I can tell you that. Yeah. But what else are you supposed to do as you wait and, and work out and all those things? I don't know if he's still going to California and working out, uh, you know, and still working on the craft to that extent. I'm not sure. So I haven't talked to Blake probably in a few months, so I don't know where he is mentally. But I'm starting to think now that, this guy that was in the AFC Championship game in 2018 might be out of the league and never play again in the NFL, which is just kind of wild to me. So to me, the backup quarterback position, maybe more importantly than anything, that if you want to have a, a long um, and storied you know, career uh, as a backup, you got to have those connections and you got to have those relationships. Well, let's look at Blake Bortles' track record real quick. Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley right now, where is he at? Raiders, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I said Las Vegas defensive coordinator, but not an offensive minded guy. Right. Yeah. So it's hard. And not a head coach. And and then the offensive coordinator with Bradley was I can't remember who that was. Well, you had several now. You yeah. see, this is why Bortles interesting up in Green Bay. Because of Hackett. Yeah. Right. Because of Hackett. So there's a possibility there. Yeah. Uh, and also um, he had, listen, Greg Olson, mm-hmm. who I think is, is he with the Didn't... Rams? Greg Olson, or is he back with like. Uh, Gruden and the Raiders. I don't know where Greg Olson we'll, is. Well, we just saw him, too. Remember we saw him a couple years ago at the... Yeah, we saw him at the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl. But he might be with the Raiders. But anyway, so you had Greg... And then you had... Um, uh, what's his name? Jed Fish, who... Uh, there wasn't a good relationship there anyway, I don't believe. So yeah. he's at Arizona now, the head coach of, uh, in college. Olsen is with the Raiders. He is with the Raiders. Yes. Gosh, he's been with the Raiders like a lot yeah. of his career. And they they got so Carr he, and Mariota, right, still? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah they were heavily invested yeah. there. And you also have... Um, Obviously, Gruden's calling the shots there, but you have yeah. Gus. It's funny, Gus and Olson are there. Sure, right sure, yep. on the staff together. 
Uh, so I think but, Hackett in Green Bay make a little sense because this is the guy that got the most out of Bortles. He really did. Nathaniel true. Hackett got the most out of Bortles. So I, from your perspective, and I don't mm-hmm. know how tight that well, is. I was going to say. They were actually, I, actually, let me let me backtrack. They were very tight. Like okay. Hackett, Hackett and Bortles got along very well. Mm-hmm. Very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's good enough to potentially land him. Mm-hmm. In, in Green Bay after this time, but that's a good uh, good thought. I didn't think about it from a Hackett point of well, view. Well, then you also have then Doug Marone as well, and where's Doug Marone now? He's, He's in Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. So, um, you know, like with a guy like Blaine Gabbert, for whatever reason, I forgot how the connection goes, but Blaine Gabbert and Bruce Arians are very close, it seems like, right? When, when Bruce Arians was in Arizona, Gabbert was there. And then when Arians went to Tampa Bay, he was there. So to me, it's all about the connections of who you know and people vouching for you. And with Blake Bortles, like we said, okay, he knows Hackett, so that's one guy. But I get the vibe that he doesn't really have a lot of guys supporting him in his corner, maybe, set aside from Olsen and Hackett. And Hackett probably being the biggest guy because I feel like in Las Vegas right now, they're all set the quarterback position, yeah. at least for now. Yeah, that's a good call, though. That 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 intrigues me more. Because <laughs> sure. I, I know Hackett and Bortles were, were pretty close. Yeah. What, again, I, I think I said it. Again, you're talking about a guy who wins the AFC Championship game. Trent Dilfer was never like this great quarterback. He wins the Super Bowl. Everybody knows it, but he like yeah. hung around the league forever. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, there are players like Matt Schaub hung around the league for like 15 years, so much so we didn't even know he was on a roster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are there are guys that stick in the NFL, and you're like, I don't ever want to see them start. Sure. Like you seriously say that about your backup. Although I, I feel like Matt Schwab like threw like I don't know eight touchdowns against this one game when we had overtime. Did he? Oh yeah, probably was a, for Houston. Yeah, that yeah. was a rough game, man. Well, listen, Matt Schaub, Jacksonville, king of making backups. That looking was the, like no, I hear you. That was MVPs. the game Blackman went off for like two hundred something yards. Oh, that was too, like, I think that yeah. was that game. Yeah, but, but that was Chad Henne quarterbacking. I believe so. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Damn, Blackman was good that game. Stupid. Just literally catch the ball, score. Like that's what it was. Yeah, it was. I think that was like Henny's career game. Yeah, and it was because of Justin Blackman mostly. I believe that was the same game. We're, yeah, I'll have to look. I'll have to check that one out. All right, we'll be back. Look Action out. Sports Shacks on ESPN. Six. Somebody just said slow day for Blake. But no, I think Blake Bortles is an interesting conversation. It's not a slow day. Bortles at twenty whatever years old. Is he going to find a home in the NFL? I mean, it's a fair question. Yeah, you got plenty of options. <laughs> Wonder what they're talking about else? I don't find out. We'll turn the audience talk about away from our show. Love it. <laughs> we'll be back. So right now he's just got to gain his confidence. Cat sees him as a friend now. We have made contact with the cat. The jumper sometimes just needs to develop a relationship. Cat sees him as a friend now. They're talking probably about their kids and who they got at home. So the cat develops a little trust demon to where the cat's not going to jump. Now he's petting the cat. See, now the cat sees him as a friend. It's a successful save. That's a lot of successes to run together. So Nate refuses to come down now. we got to send somebody up to save Nate and the cat. And there you have it. What the heck was that? I have no idea, dude. That was play-by-play from up in Ohio. Some power line workers rescuing a cat. <laughs> like like a kitty cat. Yeah. Should have let it just go. Heroes. Here, nah. Not all heroes wear capes, I guess. <laughs> so it was up in the power line? I guess so, yeah. It, it's one of those viral videos going around right now. But you I thought, climbed up, get down. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. too. All right, so you just yeah. mentioned that Houston game, all right? Blackman, yeah. It was 2011. Blackman goes crazy mm-hmm. in that game. Seven catches for 236 yards. It was Chad Handy. I was mm-hmm. right. 16 for 33, 354, and four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Blackman was averaging 33 yards a catch in that game. I mean, it's, it's one it, was of the most, a, it was a Big 12 game, everybody. It was one of the most incredible box scores of all time. Uh, the team stats, you guys had 17 first downs. Houston had 39 first downs in that game. And yeah. by the way, that was Matt Schaub. You were right. Yeah. 350. field day. Uh, no, 527 yards and five touchdowns. You guys did pick him off a couple of times, sacked him a couple of times. Yeah. Andre Johnson, 14 catches, 273 yards. I He's mean, good. this thing is insane. That is wild. Uh, and... You want to let it be known that you had more than three quarterback hits, which is documented in this box score. Go ahead, go ahead and add two, two more to that, please. Yes. So at least five. Because it was one of my best graded games that I played in because you get a certain amount of points for quarterback hits. So I remember what I got graded that game. Hey, this is a problem, by the way, when Derek Cox leads the team in tackles with 16 solo tackles. That was a rough one. <laughs> my guess is he was on Andre that Johnson. Was a r- yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, what Andre these... Johnson, what a beast. Josh Scobie got to tackle that game. Okay, a little special teams effort. I see Josh. What are some of these guys doing now? Would be a great question. Mm. Mincy's making music. Yep. Austin Lane's here next to me. What up? Chris Prasinski still playing? Uh, no. Derek no. Landry, not playing. No, Dwan Land. you mean Dwan Landry. Oh, was that, no, that, the, was that, that Dewan or YouTube Derek? Money. No, that was Dewan Landry. Oh, that was Dewan, okay. Dewan Landry's making uh, Instagram money. I used to see him in the YMCA all the time. And then oh, when really? COVID hit, he built his own gym Didn't in his get, house. Like, ripped? Like, what, ripped. Do you, what do you mean, get? No, but I mean, like, even hey, like... Ben. Ben ripped. He was what? always ripped? Dude, Ben ripped. Really? Like, Greg Jones, Ben ripped. He, he played not, like that. Yes. He was like, Greg Jones ripped when he was playing. Dude, I'll never forget when Dewan Landry, I think it was back, I think he signed in 2011, or it might have been 12. The first day we're in the weight room, like we had like ten pull ups we had to do, like with with I think it was Milo at the time. Yeah, it was Milo. Uh, sorry, ten pull ups, you know, per thing, and yeah. just like the, the bigger guys like me had to use like the resistant bands because yep. you know we're we're big boned. Yeah. Okay. And it was a lot of weight. Can't do ten. Landry had like a forty pound weight vest on, and then instead of doing a pull up, he would pull himself up. He would pull to the right, pull to the left, hold it, and then go back down. Oh my god. He did it for gosh. like twenty. And I'm like, dude, you need to go like on, on American Ninja Warrior or something. That is unbelievable. Yeah. So, no, Ben shredded. Hey, let's get South Beach Gary on real quick before the break. Uh, you got less than a minute, and then we'll answer the question on the other side. South Beach Gary, what's happening? Oh, guys, I feel like George Costanza on Seinfeld when he told Jerry, I'm busting Jerry. <laughs> the, Dolphins, the Dolphins between their draft, and then my man John, John Means from my Orioles pitches a no-hitter last night. Everything's coming up roses for me, guys. <laughs> Boston. <laughs> Straight Boston. Straight, straight quarterback bust of Tua. I'm you know. busting. I'm busting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't wait to call Tua Tungabayola a bust when he, you know, doesn't do that well again this year as well. So it's going to be good for everybody. Hey, enjoy the ride, man. Enjoy the ride, South Beach, Gary. Mm. Let's talk a little uh, baseball on the other side. Got all those weapons Tua Tungabayola at the quarterback. Is he done? John means by That was wild. Did you see the no-hitter? The only base runner you're allowed, he struck the guy out. The ball got yeah. away. Or it would have been a perfect game. A catcher should be You fired. don't see that happen very often in the in the big leagues. But uh, third no-hitter this year already. It's the earliest that's ever happened, I think, in the bigs this early in May. Uh, are you buying the Orioles? 
No, but I like where they're going. Yeah. I hope they lose the next three. They got the Red Sox. So. Okay. Uh, we'll be back. Actually, we're on ESPN 690. Albert Pools designated for assignment. How weird is that? It's next. Mm-hmm.